0: E-S-N-Y
1: episode 42 of the bleacher creatures podcast presented by elite sports new york as always brought to you by rivercrest nyc in astoria queens we got another big one another big one
0: um i apologize in advance if i'm sniffling and coughing and stuff like that i'm just sick oh, no. of the houston astros playing oh the victims. no but i think i am sick i just don't really know for sure
1: <laughs> uh, you set that You set that one up. Even I fell for that one.
0: That was a good one. All right. Uh-huh. I mean, as much as I love to talk about the Astros, why don't we just talk about the biggest thing that happened in New York sports just not even like an hour ago?
1: Yeah, it's still fresh. Still fresh mm-hmm. for me. I'm still pretty mad.
0: I was going to say immediate reaction. Of course you're mad because you're James. You're going to be mad.
1: Exactly. But... Derek Jeter did not get unanimously voted into the Hall of Fame. And it's bullshit. It's bullshit. It's preposterous. I'm I'm so angry. I've been just like stewing this because this came out like an hour ago and I've been stewing in my hatred of whoever this one writer is, the entire process of the Hall of Fame, the made up like, oh, this guy doesn't deserve first ballot or this guy doesn't deserve 100%. Like, come on.
0: I mean, come on, man. Be like Mike Fires and just show up. Show Ooh. yourself.
1: A lot of a lot of early Astros references in this one.
0: Which, of course,
1: we're going to be talking about again at some point.
0: Honestly, what else is going on right now? But yes, Derek Jeter um, inducted into the or I'm sorry, elected into the Hall of Fame induction in July, of course. But, uh, you know, it brings back so many awesome memories. I know that ESNY and Mike were, you know, talking about different memories they had of Derek Jeter and. I shared uh, my piece a little earlier this week regarding um, Derek Jeter and my family and kind of the impact he had on my love of the sport of baseball. So this is just incredible. This is my entire childhood and it it's kind of sad. It almost feels like it's it's completely coming to a close.
1: Yeah. I mean, that that piece was awesome for anyone who hasn't read it yet. That's some some of Allison's early work. Yeah. Which is al- yes. always very exciting.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he was not. Uh, I said I wouldn't be upset if he wasn't unanimously uh, chosen. However, it was one freaking vote. One I vote. I
1: know. I know. It's it's just uh, you know. What, I'm gonna I'm gonna you get all of your thoughts out on this first because <laughs> if I don't if I don't give you the time to get your thoughts out, I'm gonna get lost in another Hall of Fame rant.
0: I can just say the only way I would be okay with that is if for whatever reason, Larry Walker was on the verge and he just needed that one extra vote. And you're just kind of like, I got to make sure Larry Walker gets in. I got to make sure. You know, I I understand from that aspect. And you know what? I don't know what the answer is, but I'm pretty sure that's not it. However, in my mind, that's what I'm going to process it as in order to make myself okay with it. Um, We're spoiled. Derek Jeter is... Derek Jeter is everything you want in a baseball player. guy who played the game the right way, which nowadays is something you're not really seeing. Um, I mean, you can't tell me that this guy who's got over a 300 postseason batting average, a guy who was a mainstay in the New York Yankees organization, an organization that was run just by one of the toughest families in the Bronx. You can't tell me that all of his stats are just not not Hall of Fame worthy. How can you just, you can't just not vote for him. You can't. 396 votes. He needed one more vote. One more vote.
1: Even still, so, is there, is there somebody on the ballot that you're like, I get what you're saying. Like maybe Larry Walker needed that, that one last push, but are we going to say like, I, I mean, you get 10 votes Were there eight other guys on the ballot where you were like, you know what, I don't have to vote for this guy this year. He's going to stay on the ballot, but he's not going to get in. Like, this is fine.
0: I I think the biggest thing that I'm upset with is the fact that I am upset. (laughs) I mean, I told myself I wouldn't be upset because this is... that's That's an honor to be unanimously voted in. And I'm like, you know what, as long as Derek Jeter is in the Hall of Fame on the first ballot, I'm okay with it. But I don't think I'm okay
1: I'm not. I'm not OK. I'm not. But I'm more upset with with the entirety of the Hall of Fame process than actually. No, that's not true. I'm upset with the one writer. too. two. I want to know who it is. I want a name. I want to know who left Derek Jeter off the ballot and why.
0: I am very intrigued. I mean, this is like the whole burner burner account thing where we're like trying to figure out who the burner account is. Now we got to try and figure out who this uh, mysterious writer is. Do you think that maybe like Alex Rodriguez decided, apparently has a vote and he just was like, yeah, never.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm still mad at that near guy you. for not giving up shortstop for me. He
0: Come is. Come on. He received the most votes of any position player ever to be in the Hall of Fame. That's incredible. Yeah, he,
1: he probably shouldn't have too. It probably should have been somebody else. Derek Jeter is far from the best position player of all time.
0: But and like that's, that's the still, whole process. And he still won 5 gold gloves during his time as a shortstop for the Yankees. So he did something right.
1: Yeah. And that's that's the other thing I'm going to mention about Derek Jeter for everyone who's coming at him we're like, "Oh, he look at his defensive numbers. His defensive numbers were bad." First of all, who cares? Who cares? He was so good offensively that you could just forget about the defensive numbers in the first place. And second of all, not all of his defensive years were bad. He has five gold gloves. That doesn't just happen.
0: And you don't buy them.
1: No, you definitely don't buy them. You play shortstop at a very high level and the league says, yo, you're really good. Take this golden glove award.
0: I mean, let's let's talk about this for a quick sec. Just. Just. Just defensively, um, you know. Obviously, when you think of Derek Jeter, you think of a couple of signature plays. You think of um, the dive into the stands, July fourth, or I'm sorry, July first. My bad. See, because I watched that game live. It was it, it uh, incredible.
1: I, incredible. No
0: words. No words. Um, that dive into the stands. You've obviously got the flip play from 2001, which was just every single baseball highlight play has. That's it. That's it. That's the pinnacle of baseball plays. Um, So, you know, you think of those, you think of the jump throws and stuff like that, too. But like, I can tell you, Derek Jeter may not have been the fastest. And probably if you look at kids these days, they can make those plays pretty easily. I think it was just more so his awareness of where he was on the field. And he was just a smart, smart player. And I think he had to be because he wasn't as fast. He didn't have as much range. He had to be smarter.
1: Yeah, and even so imagine like imagine let's say like five years ago, before these kinds of numbers, like defensive runs saved and UZR, like before they were were commonplace when discussing a baseball player. Imagine if Derek Jeter retired and all you have to hang your head on is okay, he had five gold gloves, so obviously he was good at defense. Like what we're not even having this discussion. Although we probably are because some asshole still isn't voting for him on the first ballot because oh, he should, doesn't deserve 100. God, I hate it so much. The process is so dumb. All right, go off. Go off. Oh, boy. Okay. First, first of all, ballots need to be public. They need to be public, and the writers have to explain why they voted for every player. And why they didn't vote for certain players, and it—I don't think I'm asking for a lot because they're professional writers. This is what they do. They have a responsibility to the Hall of Fame to do their research and look into these players and say, yes, this person was worthy, or no, this person was not worthy. And are you going to do all that research and then say, oh well, I, I don't really have—I don't really have an explanation. I just, you know, it's just kind of a gut thing. No, you're not going to do that. You're going to have a well thought out explanation for why you voted for everyone because you're going to sign your name to it in an article that explains your vote. Now, are we going to see an article come out in the next week that says I didn't vote for Derek Jeter and here's why? No. We absolutely are not.
0: That should be Hold disowned on. by baseball. Hold on. Why not? Because
1: they're they're going to be scared of the internet.
0: You know what? Baseball is already a shit show right now. Like everything, the the baseball world is completely burning. Why not just add another log to the fire? Why not? This could be by far the greatest offseason we've ever seen.
1: Listen, as somebody whose now job it is to really live in the content game, all of the chaos, I'm, I'm soaking it up. I'm loving it. It's all terrible for the game of baseball. But personally, like I have gotten so much out of this. I've written like five articles just about the Astros. I didn't even mention the Yankees in a single one of them. We're a New York-based sports site, and I'm not even talking about the New York teams. That's how bad what the Astros did were. Like, but, but, but Jeter, man, what is the reasoning? What is the reasoning that you lied on your ballot? You looked at Derek Jeter's career, and you were like, you know what? This guy's not a Hall of Famer. And you, you could have made up a reason and said it's not 100% because that's an honor or it's not first ballot because that's an honor. But those are made up honors by the writers. Why hasn't anybody gotten 100% before Before Mariano Rivera? Are you telling me nobody was worthy? Ty Cobb? Babe Ruth? Like these guys were not worthy of getting 100% of the vote? That makes no sense. You lied on your ballot to prove a point. God, it makes me so angry. I hate the Hall of Fame.
0: I really like how you're emphasizing the word lie. A lie, Because
1: that's what it is. It's a lie. When you fill out your ballot and you leave one of these guys off, you're lying to the ballot. The ballot knows you're lying because 99.7% of the ballots had it the same way except yours. That is not a coincidence that's 396 out of 397 people had this as a no-brainer but you were like yeah you know what I just I don't see it I just don't get it
0: come on (laughs) well listen I this reminds me of that old freaking commercial the toothpaste commercial do you remember this commercial
1: the old toothpaste commercial I can't recall (laughs)
0: Okay. (laughs) All right. Let me explain. I'm not very good at visuals, but here we go.
1: Actually, you know what? I think I do know exactly the commercial you're talking about. And when you say it, I'm going to I'm going to know it.
0: Exactly. I think I know what you're talking about. It's the one with the four out of five dentists. And then they like they go into the room and they go, this is why it's four out of five. And like the, the fifth guy had a squirrel like run up his pants and bite him. And then he's like, no. So that must be what happened.
1: I I see no other realistic explanation. Honestly, the there isn't. off the ballot. There isn't. Cuz who did you who did you vote for? By the way, the 10 person minimum like or not the 10 person maximum? That's dumb. We should be able to trust the writers to do enough research to determine whether or not a player was a Hall of Famer or not. We should be able to trust them to do that. Every year people fill out incomplete ballots. Sometimes people fill out only one person on the ballot, which is also stupid. But you're going to tell me that just to get somebody to stay on the ballot, you left Derek Jeter off. It just makes no sense.
0: Well, whoever this baseball writer is, I hope that um, he gets sent out this year to play in the major leagues. And, you know, we can really show him what it's like to be a an athlete of that caliber and prove to him that he is not. And he is just the guy behind the screen. Although, you know, some writers definitely probably were great athletes. However, no.
1: I mean, we don't even have a vote, and we probably put more effort into deciding, you know, who should get in the Hall of Fame and who shouldn't than some of these writers. They don't even work in the game anymore, some of them. They just have the vote. They have Mm -hmm. this vote, and they fill it out, and they say, I don't know. This is it. These are my Hall of Famers. Like, come on. And the, the changing numbers, I just... First of all, good for good for Larry Walker for getting in. He just barely got in by six votes. That's great for him. He probably would have gotten in on the Modern Era Committee or whatever they're going to call it by the time that would have come around. But his voting percentage by year is it makes no sense to me. It goes 20%, 22%, 21%, 10%, 11%, 15%, 21, 34, 54, 76. So he started at 20% And then people decided that he wasn't a Hall of Famer, so he dipped down to 10%, and then people decided he was a Hall of Famer again, and he jumped up and finally got in on his 10th year of the ballot. What? That makes no sense. If he's a Hall of Famer, he's a Hall of Famer. You shouldn't need 10 years on the ballot for people to realize that you deserve to be in the Hall of Fame.
0: Huh. I guess I didn't really look at those numbers. That's very interesting.
1: Yeah, it's my sure. James Kelly stat of the week. We haven't done one good of those research. in a
0: minute. Yeah, good, good research. research. I like that.
1: Yeah, I actually did research for this podcast because I'm so upset about the Hall of Fame. I'm mm-hmm. just...
0: And you wanted to be uh, intelligently upset.
1: Intelligently upset, yes. Because that's what it's all about. If you're going to be mad about something, don't just be irrational. Actually look into it and figure out what's what. And then realize that the whole thing is fucking stupid.
0: Okay, yeah, whatever works. <laughs> I mean, what else do we have in Yankees news before we move on to our, our best buddies there from the South?
1: Uh, we have one thing. Uh, we mentioned this on the podcast about a month ago, it feels like now, when we said, you know, I'm surprised that no one in Yankees Twitter has said, let's go get Nolan Arenado as soon as his name came up on the trade block. And it took a month, but Yankees Twitter finally came through and they're all oh. clamoring for Arenado.
0: Well, yeah, because he flat out stated that he pretty much hates the Rockies and the organization and everything they've done to handle this situation. So,
1: yeah, I mean, it's so dumb on the Rockies part. I have no idea what they were thinking with this contract, because I mean, he has an opt out. Like, what right. was it? Three years into the deal? It was I think three so. years, and he could just be like, "Yeah, you know what? I'm not feeling it." The your cornerstone franchise guy. Yeah, he's done. He's out. He's not really feeling Colorado anymore. And the Rockies stink. So obviously, he's not going to feel Colorado anymore. He was going to opt out anyway because he's going to get paid again, uh, save a big injury or something. But, like, it just it doesn't make any sense the way that it was structured.
0: Yeah, no, I definitely agree with that. Um, and like I said uh, probably about a month ago on the podcast, you know, Nolan Arenado is the type of guy you want to build your team around. Um, wasn't he for a while hailed as, like, the next Derek Jeter, too?
1: I, I believe so.
0: Yeah, I for think a while. He came he
1: looks- up as a shortstop, too. And then he yeah. ended up moving over to third base, and Trevor Story is a shortstop now.
0: Correct. Trevor Story. Ah, Good guy. We, You know what? We have to do at some point around the MLB. We just got to cover everything. Because I, all these names are popping up again, and I'm like, wow, I, I miss talking about them, or I haven't heard about them in a while.
1: Yeah, we can do that. Rob and I used to do, uh, we used to not have as much Yankees content as we would have liked when we first started. So we used to spend like 20 minutes just talking about the rest of the league. Cause that was so early in the season last year. It was like, I get it. We, we covered the storylines. Nothing's really going on yet.
0: Right. Right. No, I mean, that's, uh, that's something we'll definitely look into doing, but yeah, the whole Nolan Arenado thing, um, like I said, too, you know, I at first when I heard he was potentially on the trade block, I was like, hmm, interesting. I know there's Gio. I know there's Miguel Duhart. I know. But that's just a very appealing name.
1: It is. I mean, it's definitely not going to happen. But it would be like if that did go through for whatever reason, that would be a huge fuck you to the rest of the league from Brian oh, Cashman. It should be I like, mean- all right, I'll just take all the superstars, whatever
0: if you think about it too, like the Yankees are having the off season of their dreams. Like they got Garrett Cole. um, They outbid everyone after everyone said that they wouldn't do that. Um, The Astros were caught for cheating. And now the entire baseball world has turned against them. You've got Derek Jeter being inducted into the hall of fame. Like this is, this is a beautiful thing for Yankees fans. Like if I remembered, I only remember certain off-seasons because, you know, I'm I'm not that old, guys. I'm pretty young. Um, <laughs> but from the off-seasons I remember, nothing has been as good as this for the Yankees. Even in 2009 when they, you know, kind of went out and did their whole spending spree. You know, they got CeCe Sabathia. But didn't they also get A.J. Burnett?
1: Yes, they did. And A.J. So... Burnett was a huge disappointment.
0: Correct. Um, so honestly, kind of looking back at it, uh, this by far would have to be the offseason of your dreams. So just keep going. Just go grab Nolan Arenado. Trade trade Clint Frazier for him. Why not?
1: Oh, uh, that would break my heart. I love Clint Frazier. I don't want him to go anywhere.
0: I know. I know you don't. Oh, by the way, um, so this is in Yankees news. I made a new Yankees TikTok, so please go oh check it out. Did you I see it? I will have it?
1: to do that. I still don't have a TikTok, so I, I have to make a TikTok first. And then I think, can you subscribe to people on TikTok?
0: Uh, you can follow them. It's much follow like
1: follow them. Okay, so you're going to be the only person I follow on TikTok. I'm just going to wait around for you to make more TikToks.
0: Yeah, they're only going to be Yankees related. That's it.
1: Oh, of course. What else because, matters, honestly?
0: Yeah, exactly. I'm like I said, I'm trying to corner the market for a Yankees TikTok channel.
1: That's great. It's a new media.
0: I know. Hey, listen. You got to keep up with the times, you know.
1: Yeah. Okay. So you also mentioned the Astros a couple times. A couple times, and rent-free. shockingly,
0: rent free. That's what everyone's gonna say.
1: Uh, we are we are retiring rent free. We're sending it back to 2017 where it belongs.
0: This is true. It's it's a very bad phrase.
1: Yeah, but either way, I can't believe. That we have more Astros news to cover after last week and after the scandal first broke. But I mean, the quotes at Astros FanFest, they were just
0: atrocious. I'm, I'm just impressed that Altuve and Bregman had the audacity to show up and even talk to the media. You know, Justin Verlander wasn't there. Which, by the way, mysteriously missing. We're not sure what's going on.
1: He was very Um, outspoken about science-stealing a couple years ago.
0: mm -hmm, Mm. Yep, that's Mm. that's very accurate. Uh, (laughs) Carlos Correa, missing. mm, I'm trying to think of who the other one was. There's one other person from the 2017 team who was also missing. So really, it was only Altuve and Bregman from that team that spoke. Um, But yes, the quotes were kind of appalling. So, Jose Altuve... um, I'm going to start with Jose because... Yeah,
1: because Bregman Bregman is worse and we want to end on that one.
0: Yeah, yeah. Okay, so Jose Altuve says, you know, believe me, in the end of the year, everything will be fine. We're going to be in the World Series again. People don't believe it. We will. We will. We made it last year. We were one game away of winning it all. All right, before you say anything, before you say anything, there is a difference between people not believing in you and people hating your stupid asses because you ruined the integrity of the entire game of baseball. Exactly. You can't go around playing the victim. You can't do something like that and then just decide that, oh, people are against us. People don't believe in us. Well, no shit. I don't believe in you either. If you don't have sign-stealing skills, who knows how good you actually are?
1: Who knows? Who knows? And that also... That This all came on the back of, I think it was either Thursday or Friday of last week, was like the greatest Twitter day of all time.
0: <laughs> Twitter exploded. And you know what the best part is? The NFL playoffs are going on. And I'm just like, wait, what? Yeah,
1: there's nobody also, cares. Nobody there's also cares. an
0: impeachment process going on.
1: Nobody cares.
0: Nobody's really paying attention. They're all paying attention to what the Astros are doing to try and save face after they were discovered to have ruined the entire game of baseball. Like this game of baseball has been around for a very, very long time. It takes a lot to completely crush it. And they oh, crushed yeah. it.
1: I still, I don't get how anybody can still support the Astros. Like there are still people going off on Twitter and be like, oh, like the Astros are still better than all of you. No, no, they're not. No, they are not. They're cheaters. Cheaters. I I don't think it's getting enough credit within the Astros fandom how bad this is. Unless the people who really understand it are doing the smart thing and just going media silent for a while until this all blows over. And it's just the idiots that are living on Yankees fans' Twitter pages.
0: Well, that's the other thing is the fact that these people who are so-called defending the, the Astros for their behaviors and what they did Really, all they're doing, they're not really even defending their behavior. They're just trying to turn the eye to someone else.
1: Yeah, no, there's no one There's no one else. I think even Yankees fans can agree that what the Red Sox did was nothing near what the Astros did. That's <laughs> like, we're pretty mad about that, but honestly, we don't really care that much. What the Astros did is like, I mean, it might be the worst thing of all time.
0: It, I mean, yeah, honestly, you know, Pete Rose got banned for life for gambling and
1: on himself to win. Yeah. I would also bet on Pete Rose to win.
0: <laughs> um. So, uh, I, yeah, I don't think they really understand the severity of, you know, what the Astros did. And maybe that's just because they just started watching baseball a few years ago. I mean, that could be possible, too, right? Yeah, they don't get it. Right. They just don't understand the game of baseball. But if you are um, a fan who's been following the game for several years and not just, you know, deciding to jump on a bandwagon for a while. Yes, I'm calling out Astros fans because I do believe a lot of them are bandwagon fans. I mean, I second that it's become pretty obvious. But um, if they don't understand the sport and they just kind of joined in late to the party, they're like, oh, this is the normal. It's not. No, nope. This is. This is absurd. Like, this is nuclear war right here.
1: And I I just can't believe that. It it feels like he's trying to play the victim card.
0: He is. He's trying to play the victim. Basically, he said, and and I I can freaking quote it because it's right here, but people don't believe we are going to be in the World Series again. Like, they lost, you know, five or six all-star players. You lost Garrett Cole, which obviously is a huge loss. But And he went to your competition. And you lost Jake Marisnik.
1: Oh, huge loss.
0: All right. So you lost these people. It's not like you lost Carlos Correa. It's not like you lost Alex Bregman. It's not like you lost even Justin Verlander. You didn't lose any of these guys. It's not like your team is completely dismantled um, physically. They're going to come back with a strong team next year. And you know what? They're probably still going to be good. It's not that people don't believe that they're going to make it to the World Series because they don't think they're going to be good. It's because they cheated. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, it's bad. Just the way the way it was phrased really hit me the wrong way, because I'm like, you, you don't even understand. You don't even understand the issue here. The issue is not that. You're not going to be a good team. The issue is that you cheated. You got away with it. Now you have a title that's got an asterisk next to it. And you're acting like you did nothing wrong. And then people are just against you for whatever reason. They're against you for a good reason.
1: Yeah. Stop trying to pretend like you guys are the scrappy underdogs this year. You're not. You're just assholes.
0: The underdog role is is not going to fit in for the Houston Astros. They can say it. They can sit there and, you know, that can be their motto going into spring training. But the entire world of baseball is against them now. I mean, players are tweeting about, you know, just how upsetting it is to them. And it, it's interesting to hear it from players from so many other teams that this is going on because it's terrible. Yeah, they just don't I mean. under, They don't understand the magnitude of what's going on here.
1: And it's not—it's not even really just like, like people like the A's. If someone on the A's tweeted about it, I would understand because that was like—that's a division rival. You lost uh-huh. the division to them. It's whatever we're talking about. Cody Bellinger, Trevor Marcus Bauer, Stroman? Who, Marcus Strowman, of all people. I can't believe how often I flip flop on whether or not I like Marcus Strowman. But I, I like him again right now. Right. I'm like, yeah, go get him, Strow.
0: Yeah, I mean, Chris Archer was out there too, making comments, you know, and all these guys. Well, besides Cody Bellinger, but a bunch of these guys are pitchers, and I I don't remember who said it. I think it was Alex Wood said that I would much rather pitch to someone who's on steroids than someone who knows exactly what pitch is coming.
1: Yeah, and everybody everybody seconded that. I was like, yeah, absolutely, without a doubt. If you're throwing to somebody on steroids, the worst thing that's going to happen is that they hit the ball really far. Mm-hmm. Like it's they still hit the ball. They still got good wood on it.
0: Right. But if you know that a changeup is coming after a you know, three pitch fastball count, and they're trying to get you to chase, you're not going to swing in it because you know it's coming, and you know what their changeup's going to do.
1: Yeah, who who was it that that first started complaining about that? It was uh, oh Danny Farquhar, mm-hmm. former former Yankee, very briefly.
0: Oh was, yes. Did
1: he, did he play in the M O B last year? I can't remember.
0: Um, I don't think he did come back. Um.
1: Yeah, like, I wasn't sure if he made it all the way back up.
0: Yeah. I don't think he did, but he and he just retired. But yeah.
1: Yeah. But that's what he said. He said, I was pitching against the Astros and I threw a couple really good change ups and like really good change ups for mm-hmm. him. And he said they foul tipped them all off. And I said, Well, that's weird because they shouldn't be able to foul tip those pitches because they're they're not hitters pitches. They're really mm-hmm. good change ups by me. And then he started hearing the banging and he's like, yo catcher come out we got to do something we got to change the signs up change the sequence up and he got i think it was brian mccann to roll over a grounder
0: Mm -hmm.
1: like it doesn't get any more clear than that
0: yeah that's uh it it was very interesting to see the the mindset of so many different players come forward and speak about it and you know what we obviously have to thank mike fires for being so brave about coming out publicly which leads us to our next topic
1: yes but before we do that alex bregman's quote
0: oh my goodness i forgot about alex bregman the
1: worst one all right i have it right here okay perfect alex bregman on the sign stealing saga quote The commissioner came out with a report. MLB did their report and the Astros did what they did. They made their decision on what they're going to do. And he repeated it like four times Mm -hmm. (laughs) every time he got asked about it. That's the worst prepared statement I've ever heard.
0: Okay. Was this not the guy that sat there at a press conference after the game? And he said, they're like, so what were you looking for in this situation? And he said, I don't know. Maybe that pitch. And he walked away.
1: Cocky cocky asshole
0: i just i he literally was begging (laughs) begging major league baseball to just go and be like dude what's your problem you're acting really weird
1: (laughs) it's uh, and i just and people just prepared that statement who needs to get fired
0: people just take that as confidence and they took it as confidence and now alex bregman is just out there and he's like you know what everyone hates us and he probably loves it right now and of course his quote basically is saying that everyone did the did stuff everyone did stuff but not us it has nothing to do with us the commissioner did this he made a report the astros made their decision
1: yeah that definitely didn't say anywhere in the report that the entire scheme was player driven i didn't mm-hmm. see that anywhere
0: correct Yeah, I didn't read that at all.
1: No, but I just who someone in the PR department has to get fired for that because that's that's a prepared quote. He went into that conference knowing and and if he wasn't prepared, someone has to get fired for real because everybody in the Astros organization had to know that in the players first public appearance like this, they were going to get asked about sign stealing. And that's the quote you came up with. Uh, The report exists and and the MLB did their report and and the Astros did what they did and, you know, made a decision on what we're going to do. And
0: And I'm not going to do
1: anything. That's terrible. That's That's a really bad quote.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it just it sounds bad the way he said it, that his mannerisms were bad. It just all of it was bad. I just I don't understand how the Astros can dig themselves out of this. I just don't there's no you cannot recover from this and you know what it's all their fault
1: it is i'm i'm soaking it up i'm soaking it up as long as i can
0: they just decided well. to be as cocky as possible figure they wouldn't get caught the second that they do it's not their fault it's it's someone else's fault and you know The blame usually is going to fall on on Mike Fires for saying something, which um, at first when he did release his first statement, people were like, oh, he's an ex-player. He's probably all pissed off.
1: No, he was 100% correct.
0: I do have to say something um, about Mike Fires, but I am. Are you are you done with this topic? Is this good? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, so. All right. Um, So the other (laughs) other hot news, which I believe happened the same day. Or like right around, maybe the day before, um, Jessica Mendoza, you know, Mets front office lady, ESPN lady, um, definitely conflict of interest. Um, Big time conflict. <laughs> but Jessica Mendoza goes on. I think it was the Golik and Wingo show. Yeah. Um, and she just goes off on Mike Fires, basically calling out Mike Fires for saying that. It was terrible that Mike Fires made this scandal public and it should have not come from him. I mean, what are you doing? I just, I, first of all, I don't, I think this is a great opportunity for them to be like, okay, you can do one or the other and let's not have you on ESPN.
1: Yeah, no, a huge conflict of interest, especially when one of the players that helped develop this system is the manager of the team that you're a member of the front office of, who also got fired that same day. Yeah, for a hot second. So, yeah.
0: So but yeah, I just, it so,
1: makes no sense. Be- I mean, this, I, everything I, everything makes no sense.
0: Okay, so this is a quote that she that we took from there. I'm gonna say it's a long quote, actually. All right. So basically, she had a problem with Mike fires going public. She said, I mean, I get it. If you're on the Oakland A's and you're with a different team, I mean, heck yeah. You better be telling your teammates, look, hey, heads up when you're pitching and you hear some noises, this is what's going on. For sure. But to go public, yeah, it didn't sit well for me. And honestly, it made me sad for the sport that that's how this all got found out. I mean, this wasn't something that MLB naturally investigated, or that even other teams complained about, because they naturally heard about, and then investigations happened. It came from within. It was a player that was a part of it that benefited from it in the regular season.
1: Yeah, I mean, I don't think anybody, I, people recognize that Mike fires the right thing to do would have been to blow the whistle on this when you were a member of the Astros. Mm-hmm. But I don't I don't think anyone thinks that was realistic.
0: Okay, but yeah, so that's also what I wanted to say, too. Um, A lot of people said, yes, it would have meant more coming from Mike Fiers when he was actually part of the Astros. But (sighs) that's very, very difficult. Um, Sorry, another video is playing on my thing. You guys couldn't hear it last time, but who knows? Pause. No, go away. (laughs) I'm sorry. My computer is having difficulties for a hot second.
1: That's fine. I'll, I'll pick it up from there. Nope, but, I got it. Okay. Okay.
0: <laughs> We're good. Um. So yes, it, it definitely would have been incredibly difficult for him to do that while he was on the Astros. Can you imagine the backlash he would have gotten from his own teams and from the entire league for being on a team and basically saying something about that? People would have told him he was crazy.
1: Yeah, and uh, you can't... Like, you're not going to rat out your teammates like that. You're just not going to do it. Because you're you're going to battle with these guys every single day, even if you don't believe in what they're doing, it's just unrealistic to think that that you were that Mike Fires was going to do this, that he was going to blow the whistle on his own team.
0: Well, and the fact that it was so player driven, like if you're not one of the guys in the room, like. Obviously, I don't know who those clubhouse leaders are. The guys that are kind of like the big wigs and, you know, like Derek Jeter was and Jorge Posada was um, for the entire team. But if those guys are telling you that this is what we're doing and you're like, no, I don't want to be a part of this. Like they could ruin you.
1: Yeah. who At that point, it's who the fuck is Mike Fires?
0: Right. Exactly. And then you're getting kicked off your team. You know, you're requesting to be traded or they're requesting that you be traded. And you know what? I. I wouldn't, I wouldn't think that, I like, I don't even know how to explain it. But, like, the people on the team probably don't even want you there anymore. And they're going to do whatever they can to get you kicked off the team. And I'm sure right. there's no loyalty when it comes to that.
1: Of course. And you have your own career to look out for. You don't want to be <laughs> blackballed by all of baseball because you ratted out your own team. You have a career.
0: That was the term I was looking for. Thank you. <laughs> Black bulb. Okay, yes. <laughs> but yeah, I and just the fact that Jessica Mendoza came out and said, yeah, you shouldn't go public with this. You should just let MLB naturally investigate someone cheating to go all the way to the World Series, because apparently that's okay. It's better to cheat and win the World Series than just have MLB naturally be like, oh, let's investigate. Instead of having someone come out and say, hey, this is happening, it's ruining the game, and we want to fix it.
1: Yeah, I mean, exactly. Also, I don't know if you saw today, but Pedro Martinez uh, echoed that same feeling about Mike Fires that Mendoza had. I didn't I didn't read the whole article, but he was basically along the same lines as you. you shouldn't have made it public. Like, How do you how do you know that fires went to the public first? How do you know he didn't go to his team and say, I'm uncomfortable when you guys do this, especially in my starts? I'm uncomfortable when you're doing this. Or how do you know he didn't go to the league afterwards when he gets he gets traded? He's on the A's now. He's in division and he goes to his teammates and says, hey, look out for this. But also maybe let's tell the league that the Astros are going so far and beyond breaking the rules like, are we are we not gonna acknowledge that maybe Mike Fires thought his best option to make sure that this actually went punished Somewhere. was yeah? So that was to just put it all out there. Because what would we what would we not know if Fires didn't go public? What would MLB have said? The report was. Do we actually trust MLB? I don't know that I do.
0: And you know, to me, with Jessica too, and you know what she said she also said that really she wanted the investigation to come about naturally and that other teams hadn't pointed it out. They have.
1: Oh yeah, they have.
0: They have plenty of times. In fact, like even back in 2017, when the Yankees were playing in Houston, I was like, they literally don't swing at any pitch outside of the zone. And I'm like, you know, it's something you notice. And it's not because they're disciplined because when they were in the Bronx, they were swinging at everything.
1: Yeah, I'm, mean, and even like I, Brandon Taubman, again, for the millionth time that we've brought this guy up for being like a huge asshole when he's in Yankee Stadium, he's accusing the Yankees of running a system like this with a camera that was it, it ended up the MLB had to release a statement because they were like, yeah, the Yankees were working with us on this camera like we were working together on setting this up. They were not using it to cheat. But Brandon Taubman, of all people, who was so deeply involved in this entire scandal in the first place, like you're going to go, hey, we know what that camera thing's about. We know what you're doing over there. Well, how do you know, Brandon? How do you know <laughs> what the camera is about?
0: That's actually a very good point. I didn't even think about that. Just like I said, Jose Altuve, they're just trying to, to point the finger in another direction, just misdirection. That's what magic is all about.
1: I can't I can't even handle the Astros anymore. They are gonna get in so many brawls this year because the players don't think they were punished nearly enough. And the players themselves on the Astros should have been punished. And it would be foolish of Major League Baseball to think that teams aren't gonna take that into their own hands. Oh right absolutely. from the jump. Right there, from the jump. Yeah,
0: there's there's definitely it's gonna be messy. It's gonna be messy. I have considered looking at tickets when the Astros come and play the Mets and you know I'm just I'm interested to see kind of what the reaction is going to be because people thought that the New York Yankees were the most hated team in sports. Nope. Try again.
1: Not anymore.
0: This is going to get ugly. And you know what? I bet you CC Sabathia is begging to come out of retirement so that he can pitch for probably like the A's or someone that's going to face Houston multiple times a year.
1: Just I think I'm going to like yeah, I think I'm going to like retired CC as much as I like to play our CC because <laughs> now he's just like, he, he was always pretty loose with the media, but now it's like no holds bars. Like, he right. is going to go
0: off. Right, exactly. You have to watch him super carefully when they play the Astros, because he's going to try and sneak into that booth and just like grab the mic away. And, you know, he's, he's too big. Well, actually, he got a little skinny, just saying. Um, but he's a big dude. It's hard to wrestle him out of there. So... Anytime the Yankees play the Astros, you got to make sure he is nowhere near that booth.
1: I think the exact opposite. I think you invite him to the booth just for that series. You say, listen, see, we're going to, we're just going to ask politely that you not curse. We know you're not going to listen. We know you're going to curse, but we're going to, we have to ask politely on the record beforehand. And we're going to let you into this booth and you can say whatever you want.
0: Okay. But maybe instead of, you know the the beep when he's cursing, just do a trash can banging
1: <laughs> at least it would be appropriate
0: It would be so appropriate. everyone would get very confused it'd just be a it'd be a whole thing, and I would love it
1: oh man i just uh, I can't believe how how crazy this has all gotten and we we have more of the the buzzer theories buzzer when, on, yeah. On on the biggest Twitter day of all time, when everyone's just like, I don't know, was Jose Altuve wearing a buzzer? Because look at the suspicious behavior he had after he hit overall just Chapman's slider, very suspicious.
0: I just, I just do think it's funny that you know he said, "I don't want to take off my jersey because my wife would be upset," but like he did it all year.
1: Yeah, there are very <laughs> there there are a lot of pictures of Jose Altuve shirtless,
0: and I mean, hey, like looks great but at the same time like he was so insistent do not do this
1: yeah because that's what i'm thinking about while i'm rounding third base on my way to the world series don't take my jersey off i'm nervous
0: (laughs) well uh, if i'm gonna be completely honest we all knew chapman was off his game once he started facing uh once he started facing the big boys in the lineup um
1: yeah, we all knew a slider was coming. You didn't yeah. need a buzzer. I mean, he yeah. had one, obviously, but you didn't need it.
0: Oh, yeah. No, you didn't need it. So, I don't know. That's But that turned into a whole thing. Um, you know, social media, everyone just went insane. It was great. My timeline was finally filled with baseball stuff and jokes. And it was funny. I laughed.
1: How about all that stuff with incarcerated Bob?
0: Oh yeah, the well, the burner account, right?
1: Yeah, I think I think I don't know if it was proven, but I think the prevailing theory is that Carlos Beltran's quote unquote niece on Twitter was really just an incarcerated Bob burner. Who, if you don't if you don't know who Incarcerated Bob is, that's good for you. That's a good move on your part. He's just a moron. But he just <laughs> likes to stir
0: up attention and pour exactly. Evidence.
1: Apparently, he created a burner account. Of Carlos Beltran's niece. Which first of all. It's a weird fucking burner to make. Really weird. That's a yeah. weird thing to do Bob. But he's just started like dropping all this quote unquote news. Of things that were super obvious. That were definitely going to happen. Like the first thing that popped off was. Beltran stepping down as manager. Mm-hmm. Like That's great. That's only been predicted by like 75% of the internet. So you're probably working with house money on this one. But Oh, you got it right. Now, everyone thinks you're Carlos Beltran's niece. Way to go, Bob.
0: Sorry, Tio.
1: Oh, it's just... <laughs> uh, it's been it has been such a week. You want to hear something a... crazy?
0: Well, crazier than what happened this week? I'm not even sure if that can compete.
1: No. It, it's only been a month since Garrett Cole became a New York Yankee. Uh, One yes. month. One month.
0: 30 freaking days. That's I mean, insane. Say.
1: and look at look at what's happened to the league everything is a disaster
0: i mean honestly everything probably came out because garrett cole was officially a yankee and they're like all right shit's got to hit the fan because he's just gonna tell everything
1: yeah that's what the astros did they told mike fires you snitch on us because we got we got garrett cole going to the yankees this offseason we gotta get the news off that We can't allow Garrett Cole going to the Yankees to be front page news.
0: Right. Exactly. Well, I mean, the other fallout from this, of course, since we last talked, Alex Cora was officially let go from his well, I'm sorry, they mutually parted ways. Let's be real. He got fired.
1: Fired as fuck.
0: Oh yeah, we definitely know that. So he got fired and then Carlos Beltran, who hasn't even written a lineup card for his not even in spring training. Is gone. Dallin Batansis is trapped, Oof. and the world is going to end.
1: Poor Dallin.
0: But hey, he's still he's still uh, on good terms with Aroldis Chapman because Chapman posted that uh, that gif on his uh, Instagram about uh, with the Michael Jackson the popcorn from Thriller. It says me oh, watching all yeah. the Astros cheating drama go down, and then he's commenting on that. So they're still in good terms. Aaron Judge commented on it. Cece did, of course, because. It's CeCe and Gleyber Torres commented on it. Of course, while he was taking a break from just becoming a massive freak of nature.
1: Oh, yeah. He's been working out with Voight for sure.
0: Right. Exactly.
1: He's looking huge.
0: Yes. And Gary Sanchez is looking skinny. And see I always,
1: I always think that with Gary Sanchez every year like oh he looks skinny in this in spring training I think it's just his uniform makes him look fatter than he is just like the way he's built I think the uniform makes him look fatter than he is
0: I was starting to think there must be some sort of conspiracy theory here because every off season everyone's like oh my god Gary Sanchez looks so slim like he's going to be great and then literally you're right the second he puts on a uniform they're like oh fat and lazy like look
1: at this fat lazy slob who can't block a baseball
0: which he can. He did it last year.
1: Yeah, but then people started complaining about something else. People just hate Gary Sanchez. I don't get it. I love Gary Sanchez.
0: I do enjoy Gary Sanchez a lot. I mean, I feel like I feel like he's, it's way too tough on him in the Bronx. I could see him going to the Tampa Bay Rays and being just like the greatest player of all time.
1: Oh, he would be their hero.
0: Exactly. And they would worship him.
1: They should too. He's right now. He's like the best power hitting catcher, maybe of all time. Like his pace for for power is the best of all time.
0: Okay. And I get so it. he I, strikes
1: out a lot, whatever. And when he strikes out, he looks really dumb. But what are you gonna do? So
0: okay. So listen, I have to tell you something. Um, I've decided just now on my own. Um, I want to add a new like segment to each episode. Okay. Okay. This is an Allison only segment just because it only works with me. Okay. Um <laughs> this segment is called Can we just Okay?
1: Can we just? Okay. Can we
0: just? It's got to be set like that. Um okay. it's like one of those things where you're just like oh, so cute like great. So this is like the cutest thing that happened on, um, on Yankees Twitter this week, uh, Gary Sanchez, you know, posted some some pictures of him working out in the cage down in the Dominican Republic, um, which, of course, Aaron Boone was there as well. And people are commenting and they're like, oh, Gary, you look great. And um, someone commented and said, you know, oh, my my son's favorite baseball player. He sleeps with the, your baseball card next to him at night. And Gary frickin Sanchez comments. I'm trying to find the exact tweet. And he goes, I want to, I want to do a quote for a quote. Say hello to him for me. Will you? Can we just, just,
1: ah, he's just the nicest. I can't believe people hate Gary Sanchez.
0: Like I love that. That is how you make yourself known in the game. As not just a player, not an untouchable player, as a guy who's just like sits there and respects the fact that he has fans and he wants to be good to them.
1: He's so nice. I enjoy. do you have any? Do you have any other? Can can we just?
0: No, there's only one a week. Can't do Oh, that. one
1: a week. One a week. Okay, okay. That's. I have all. a That's feeling all. Luis Severino is going to have a lot this year. He's so lovable.
0: He is kind of love. I still have a picture on my phone, um, a screenshot of from, must have been 2017. Yeah, 2017, when uh, him and Starling Castro caught that um, praying mantis.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> and she's just like sitting on the cup. He like made a bed for it. And he's just sitting there staring at it, nurturing it like the father he is.
1: Oh, that's, I, I love the rally mantis. They're, like, unusually common.
0: Yeah, People have
1: rally mantises all the time.
0: Listen, this is why I miss baseball. So many awesome plays, but, like, that stuff that happens off the field. Like, I can just picture Edwin Encarnacion just signed with the White Sox. When the Yankees played the White Sox, like, I want to see Glaber Torres and uh, Gio Urshela running around that dugout with that Parrot. I don't care if he's on the other team. I want to see it.
1: Yeah, just there's 162 of these games, man. Let's just have a little bit of fun with them.
0: Right, exactly. Exactly. It's all about it's all about what happens in the side and that's what made last year's team like so much fun to watch because their chemistry was just like undeniable. They were they loved each other, they loved hanging out with each other. Like all those freaking pictures of Yanks on the plane which Justin Diamond, I know that's your thing. Sorry, I stole it, but it is by Justin Diamond. Um but you know like the pictures with their freaking shirts and DJ LeMayhew in the back studying film. <laughs>
1: No, he just plugged into the outlet. He had to recharge.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. Robot. Um, So, yeah, I mean, that was what made last year so much fun. And honestly, I think having those young kids, especially Urshela and um, Glaber Torres, was just made that chemistry so much better.
1: Do you think we're ever going to find out what the forest meant?
0: Listen, I still believe. What did you think it was?
1: I don't. I don't remember. I think I think I thought it was for, for homers, like four bags. But I don't remember.
0: Oh. I was thinking more along the lines of um four goals. Division. Division. Oh. Title. Division series. AL. World series. I like that. I like it too. However, apparently that was not it. So <sighs> Uh, But I was like, that's meaningful. It's encouraging. It's not putting anyone down. People thought it was like for the four players in the outfield for Aaron Judge, which was pretty funny. Mm -hmm. But no, yeah, we we never really knew what it was. And, you know, this year, obviously, there's going to be something new because towards the end of the season, they went into the, the Brett Gardner bat bang because everyone knows that that was the first Brett Gardner mention I've had.
1: Well, we knew it was coming eventually. Oh
0: dear! Oh my gosh! But yeah, um... did
1: you say oh dear?
0: <laughs> oh my Lanta! <laughs> but yeah, they uh, they're gonna come up with something new this year. I can just I can see it. I don't know what it's gonna be, and it's gonna happen organically. And then all the t-shirts are gonna be made, and it's just gonna be overused.
1: Yeah, we got to be on top of our t-shirt game this year.
0: Listen, I still have my uh, Thumbs Down shirt from Todd Frazier. Great shirt. 2017. I ordered it right before the postseason, and it came at game three of the ALDS, even though it was supposed to come for the wild card game. And I was like, well, this is stupid. I can only wear it for one more game. And then Greg Bird, and then Didi Gregorius, you know, everything happened for a reason. Mm-hmm. I,
1: that was like, that was the ultimate organic thing that just happened. Like, because we had to play in in City Fields, but it was a home game for the Rays, right? Was it the right. Rays? Mm-hmm. It was a home game for them because of a hurricane, I believe. Correct. Yep. And so it was filled up with, with like half Yankees fans and half Mets fans who were like, oh, there's a game at City Field tonight. My team must be playing. <laughs> they show up and it it's just this different. guy sitting. This guy sitting behind home plate is like, I don't approve of this. Thumbs down. I don't approve. And it just, it just took off right from there. So I was like, I, I, I think Todd Frazier tried to come up with something really stupid in '18 with the Mets too. Salt and like, pepper. Yeah, salt and pepper. That's what it was. He was just like, yeah, like look at this organic thing we just came up with. We do this <laughs> when we get hits now. And It was like, no, man, that's that's dumb.
0: <laughs> no, the when it happens organically, it's. So perfect. And the, the thumbs down thing just took off. I did a pumpkin that year for Halloween of the thumbs down and the Yankees posted it on their Instagram. Did you know that?
1: I did. Big day.
0: Yeah, it was. It was a huge day. That freaking took like three hours to do. <laughs> and it was a template I found on the Yankees site as well.
1: So you just jacked their thing and they were like, oh, I guess we'll throw this up on the Insta.
0: Well, they were probably like, wow, I didn't think anyone in their right mind would do it. And I'm like, Huh, joke's on you. I'm never in my right mind. <laughs> oh, I'm boy. so glad you laughed at that because that was a joke, <laughs> but it also wasn't. <laughs>
1: <laughs> All right, it's just the way you said it when you, you put it, I'm not in my right mind. You're <laughs> a crazy person. <laughs>
0: Well, I don't know. I, maybe we're all a little crazy, right?
1: Yeah. All right. What else do we have in Yankee Land? I, I don't. I can't think of anything. Well, it's been it's been such a long week already.
0: It, honestly, this week has dragged. Twitter has been insane with all, you know, the Astros stuff. It's not going to slow down anytime soon. Um, I just hope that we get some more good Yankees news to share with everyone because as much as I love talking about how much the Astros messed up, I love even more talking about how great the New York Yankees are.
1: Fantastic. That's a good place to end it. Uh, I, I so. am going to go ahead and ask that everybody listening to this, because once again, we know you're out there. You can't hide from us. It's true. Leave a leave a five star rating. If you put your Twitter handle in your review, we will enter you in a contest for two free tickets to the Yankees game against the Toronto Blue Jays on April 4th.
0: But you must put your Twitter handle in the um, in the review.
1: Yes, that is imperative because otherwise we will not be able to pick your name out of the hat. There will be a literal hat. I am currently wearing the hat that the names will be picked out of.
0: Oh, and listen, I mean, you can use burner accounts, too. That's fine. Just, um, you know, yeah, if,
1: load up your chances to win.
0: Yeah, might as well, because you can write as many reviews as you want. So the more you like us, the better. And if you don't like us, then it's fine. We probably don't like you either, but that's okay.
1: Yeah, if you don't like us, just don't leave a review. It's cool. We know.
0: Yeah, it's fine. The lack of reviews tells us how many people don't like us. (laughs) I'm kidding. (laughs) There's actually a lot of great reviews. So thank you, everyone, who's already reviewed and listened to us. um, And let us kind of be freaking weird here.
1: Yes, we enjoy it quite a bit. Shout out to the guy that gave us a one-star review because we're quote-unquote not real bleacher creatures. As if we don't sit in the bleachers literally all the time
0: Yeah they they freaking hurt But we yeah. sit there Because pain is glory
1: Pain is glory That's a quote That's going to go on a shirt
0: Yes I love it um, Organic you know <laughs> And one last thing of course before we go um, Everyone have a great night Except for the one guy who didn't vote for Derek Jeter
1: Yeah fuck that guy
0: you have a terrible night we we don't like yeah
1: all right bye
0: (laughs) okay bye